Warning, the following audio transmission is based on theory and is intended for entertainment purposes only. It's Doomsday and its affiliates will not be held liable for anything your dumbass does. Listener discretion is advised. Well, I've been, you know, I've been thinking about looking into learning how to do that. Well, what's stopping? Yep. You've got, the, you've got, you've got the internet on your phone. You play on it all day long anyway. Why not learn something? Right. I agree totally. I try to take my day and learn something every single day. But I also try to teach something every single day to somebody, uh, even if it's something small. Right, or you've got, you know, or I, you know, I'll have these friends that say, "Yeah, man, I'm thinking about doing this because I think it would be good for a prep." Okay, well, what's stopping you? Yep. Right. Yep, or I agree. Or you'll have you'll have these certain individuals, man, that are thinking like, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this next year for a prep." And I understand, you know, you can't put too much on your plate and you can't have too many projects at once because you just won't get them done. But when it's something very simplistic, like we're getting into gardening season right now, and someone says to me, yeah, I think next year I'm going to do the garden. Right. Why not do it this year? Worst case scenario, you're going to make some mistakes and you're going to learn from them. That's worst case, right? The, the, the prepper that makes me the maddest or the person that makes me the maddest when it comes to prepping is the person that says, but I don't have the resources. I don't cry to me about the resources. I have no resources, and I made my resources. You don't have to have a fat wallet to be a prepper. You need to have a fat wallet in your mind of, of things that you know how to do and learn how to do things, but you don't have to go out there and be a millionaire to be a prepper. That's a fact, Jack. Right, and I'll, I'll tell you what. A lot, of, a lot of these people who prep up that like have been doing this for a long time that are fully self-sustainable – they're not spending oodles of money because they've learned how to grow. They've learned how to can. They bargain hunt. They coupon. They shop at the dollar store. They're not out buying. Like, don't – so everybody knows Al and I are affiliates for emergency food supplies, right? Everybody knows right. about ReadyWise. Everybody knows we do that. And when we make money right. off ReadyWise stuff, that's great. It's awesome. There is nothing wrong with having 25-year shelf life food. I, I don't care. What anybody tells you, having that right. stuff is great, but not everybody can afford it, right? Right. So, and I've gotten into arguments with people that say, oh, why have 25-year shelf life food and freeze-dried stuff if you know how to can and garden and hunt? Well, that's very simplistic. You don't get a deer every time you go in the woods. That's number one. You might be right. out there hunting for three weeks before you actually shoot something, and you're going to starve in the meantime, right? That's great. number one. Let's say you sustain an injury and you can't go out and hunt or you can't go out and garden. That's your number two reason for having this, having the freeze-dried emergency food. 
And then the third thing is, and this is this is a big thing for everybody. It's like, well, I'll just garden. I don't need that. What happens when your garden fails? What happens when there's a late frost? What happens when there's an early frost? What happens if animals or raccoons get out there and eat all your tomatoes before you get to them? What you can't look. Part of being prepared and being a prepper is preparing for situations of the unknown. If we all knew what the fuck was going to happen, we would all know what to prepare for, right? Right, right. But we if don't. I knew what was going to happen, I would know what to do ahead of time. Then I wouldn't have to be prepping. I would already be, yeah, I'd have it all there. You know, I mean, you have no idea. That, and I mean, that's it. So, you know, again, it's it's not. You don't need an eighty dollar flashlight. You don't need no. seven hundred dollars worth of emergency food. You don't need these high dollar items. $5 flashlight from the freaking dollar store, just enough to where you could see to navigate at night if the power's out. Perfect, right? Having, I don't know, $100 worth of canned goods from the dollar store is going to get you through a month. Fine. Perfect, right? You know what I tell people? The first two things you should buy if you're thinking about becoming a prepper or you're getting a prepper. You know the first things you need to buy? A notepad. And a pen or a pencil. That's the first things you need in your prepper thing. Because you know what? You need to start taking notes, making plans, identifying what you have, identify what you don't have. Go old school. Don't go high tech with all the fancy little apps and all. Go low tech. Very low tech, folks. Write it down. I need to learn how to. I know how to do this. Make notes. You know, that, that's that's the most simple, simplistic things. The first two things I need would be a pack of, pack of those legal legal uh, notepads and some pens. Right. And then, I mean, here's here's the other thing. You know, there there is this mindset that not everybody possesses. But I'm a guy that can look at something, and it could be a piece of trash, and I could say to myself, you know what? This could prove very valuable when shit hits the fan. Right. right. And I, I'll hang on to that shit. And because, you know, for me right now, someone might look at that and say, that's garbage. Why is he saving that? Right. But for me, I know it's because I could potentially use that. Al, <laughs> underneath one of my sheds on the property, okay, I have, like, big 55-gallon contractor bags filled with about two to 300 milk jugs with the bottoms yep. cut off of them. And you yep. know the purpose of having those? Ever anybody else will look at those and be like, "Those are garbage." Okay, put them on top of your your plants, your tomatoes, right. your whatever in your garden. Exactly, yeah. they are mini greenhouses to be able to start planting Absolutely. earlier in the season and protect Absolutely. your baby plants against frost. Did that cost me anything? A little bit of time know. to cut the bottoms off of in a place to store them. Are you looking for something kick ass to add to your closet? Reaper has the hookup for t-shirts, hoodies, button-ups, hats, beanies, and plenty of other badass products. You can check out Reaper Apparel Company at www.reaperapparelco.com and use code DOOM10 for 10% off. Jester only stands behind brands he believes in, and Dan at Reaper Apparel has a mission, and Jester is on board. Go check out www.reaperapparelco.com today and use code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire order. Why be a sheep when you can reap? Use code DOOM10 for 10% off at www.reaperapparelco.com today.
that that's it. That's all, that's all, that's all it cost me. But this is the mindset. Not a lot of people possess, right? Yep. Cause they don't, uh, you know, they look at something, this is garbage. I'm going to toss it. Right. Not a lot of people have that mindset. And whenever, you know, you go back and you run into some of these old school guys that have been prepping forever. And it's like, man, this guy has a lot of shit laying around. God, he must be a hoarder. No, it's because everything might have its own significant purpose and its own significant value, right? Yeah, we have the running joke in my family. You know, I work for family and in my my circle. If all else fails, Jesus Christ, go ask Al, because you know he's got something that's going to (laughs) work. And I kid you not, they always say, well, when he starts breaking out them coffee cans, you know, you're probably you're probably in a good spot because I've got one of everything. I might not have two of everything, but I've got one of everything. But do you know how many times I have bailed people's asses out of bad situations with something that they threw away right. that I kept? That I kept. Uh, see, and it's it's very important, I guess, to be able to identify how to fix something, how to understand an alternative use for something versus throwing something in the trash. Right. Right. One thing I'm seeing, man, amongst this newer, younger generation is people are so quick to just give up if something's not working in their favor. Right. Right. And they're they're terrified of manual labor and they're just so ready to quit. And I go through this with my oldest son all the time. It's, It's like it's a little bit hard. Let me just shut down and stop. Someone else will do it. Someone else will fix it. And the, the yeah. people that have that mentality right now, it's like, what are you going to do when there's nobody there to do it for you? Are, are you like, Al, I think some of these people are just going to curl up in a ball and die. Right. I actually heard a story this week when I was around cleaning up and working around this, this tornado damage. that There were people that were actually too lazy to walk down the block to get a free meal, but they had no food, they had no house, and they had no electricity. They wanted somebody to bring it to them. You know, so on that note of the food thing, so my son has been bouncing around different fast food jobs, right? And he was he was working at McDonald's, but I made him get out of there because I didn't like the people he was working around. Um, too, many, too many drugs going through McDonald's, to say the least. Yeah. Um, I didn't want him in that environment. So he got a new job. But he was telling me while he was working at McDonald's, he said, dude, dad, he said, we have – the same people come through this driveway three to four to five times a day. They come through for breakfast, lunch, maybe a snack or two, and then dinner every day, the same people. Yep. They are fully reliant and dependent on McDonald's. I don't, I can't eat that shit. I think it's nasty. I, I can't do it. I, I am not a huge um, fast food person at all. It, it, I really got to be hungry and out of options. Like I literally carry, like trail mix and stuff in the vehicles now to avoid that. Like if I'm like famished and I need something, but these are people that can't cook for themselves. Don't know how to cook for themselves. Don't have a scrap of food on the shelves. And I swear to God, Al, I think that this might've been some of the reason that they kept fast food restaurants open during the pandemic, because the government takes a census. They know how many people are in a town. They know what products are being sold. They know, right? So they they probably looked around and said, listen, there's like 10,000 people in this town that only eat fast food and don't go grocery shopping. 
So they're going to starve to death if we shut down these these uh, fast food restaurants. So we can't do that. Plus, I think it was a way for them to keep COVID spreading as well. You know, yep. you I know, quor- quarantine, stay home, this, that, the other. Don't go to work. But it's okay if you work fast food and you're passing money and food back and forth through a drive-thru because that's not going to help spread anything, right? Do you have enough food in your pantry for when disaster strikes? Go to www.readywise.com and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off your entire food order. ReadyWise offers long-term food storage items such as chicken and beef that last up to 15 years. But that's not all. Go to www.readywise.com and use our code DOOM10 for 10% off of organic food as well. Offering chili, pasta, and soups, they have you covered. Did we mention they have fruits? Bananas, blueberries, strawberries, and apples, just to name a few. With many more food options for your home, car, or bug out bag, ReadyWise has your six. Go to www.readywise.com now and utilize code DOOM10 for 10% off. I'm glad you brought up the McDonald's thing because I ain't going to lie. I got to say the same thing. I was at one yesterday. I don't like eating there, but we were out and doing some things. And there was a guy, he was a young, maybe 16, 17-year-old kid, and he had to take out the garbage. And I'm not kidding you. The screaming, the pissing, the moaning, the whining, the, oh, my God, this is so degrading. Da, 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 da. I'm not kidding you. I damn near told him to go sit down. I'll get the trash out for you because I'm tired of hearing you cry about it. This generation, I don't know what they're going to do. They'll starve to death and they'll die. And, yeah, when those places are gone, they're not going to make it, Jester. They're, they're just not going to make it. You know, the other the other thing is, is I don't see, and this is a big part of self-sustainability and prepping in general, waste not, want not. Yep. I, I watch people burn through products unbelievably fast, okay? Yeah. Like, a roll of toilet paper a day, a roll of paper towels a day, uh, a pack of paper plates a week. How? We've become such a wasteful society. I couldn't imagine half these people rationing things. No, me either, because they, they don't know how to ration. They have no idea. They just burn through it. Listen, I worked in the prison system for years. You got one roll of toilet paper a week, and you better make it work, because if not, well... That's the dirty tail feathers. You got one a week, and that's all. <laughs> one per person per week. That's, I mean, you know, but here's here's the thing, okay? I think that if shit really broke bad, I, I do think that me- human mentality, like survival instincts would kick in, maybe take over. But here's the thing. At that point, it's almost too late. I agree. I, I mean, survival instincts only kick in if you have the instinct if you were never born with the instinct or you never had to do anything to get the instinct you don't have it you have no idea what it is you just go i'm hungry that's not an instinct that's <laughs> that's your body i mean i i don't understand and i hear people all the time i'd, I'd like to learn how to cook you know how to cook don't you but yeah yeah well can i get your recipes i said you would know how to what to do with them you better come stay in the kitchen with me and learn how to cook you know, I mean, I, yeah, you're so Al, you bring up a perfect example of this is, is the idea of not knowing how to cook, right? I've been right. experimenting a lot lately 
with learning how to make my own ketchup, learning how to make my own mayonnaise. That way I can do it if shit breaks bad. I don't have to stock this stuff up. I can make it. And I'll tell you what, it's been a little bit challenging trying to learn how to make these things. Okay. Yes. And, and that's something that I feel like a lot of people should just know how to do, but we don't know how to do it because it's all right there on the shelves all the time. And my wife is getting sick of my experiments with making mayonnaise and things, (laughs) but I'm still trying. I'm still working that out. My wife says that I have the best uh, cocktail sauce recipe. She's out of the bottle. She said, you're better than anything that I can get off the shelf. Uh, Maybe one day I'll go into the cocktail sauce business. But, but yeah, people need to learn how to do stuff. I mean, they have no idea. These kids nowadays, I say these kids, I'm 54. These kids nowadays, they they think a chicken nugget comes from a chicken nugget farm. You know what I mean? No. And I hear people all the time say, oh, these cows are so, they're so cute. Yeah, you're going to eat them one day. Oh, don't talk like that. Yeah, we're going to eat them. Yeah. Well, yeah. But we're going to eat them. Right. I mean, okay, that's like, that is a big thing I'm noticing too is half the country, half these people don't even know where the food comes from. Right. Right. It comes from the grocery store, Jester, don't you know? Oh, my God. Al, I'll tell you, like, there's, I am losing, look, and I'm telling you right now, I think this is the exact way the government wants it. And this is what I'm saying when I say to prepare for disaster and learn the self-sustainability because they're not going to protect you. This is the society that they are creating. Al, back when I was in school, we had um, some dairy farms in the area and some other different kind of farms, you know. And, uh, you know, we would occasionally learn about our local farms and where different things came from and how corn was grown and, like, different little things and how this went from farm to table, right? Like, we learned this stuff. And nowadays, these kids, they have no clue about any of this. My son son just started working at KFC, Al, and he says to me, he says, dude— he, well, he was telling my wife, he says, listen, he said, listen, they don't really bread their chicken at KFC. And my wife says, well, what do they do? He's like, they dip it in egg and flour. <laughs> Fire is one of the most basic essentials for survival. Whether you're camping, hiking, or preparing for disaster, Blackbeard has your six. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code DOOMSDAY for 10% off your entire purchase. Blackbeard offers stormproof matches, plasma arc lighters, fire starters, and ferro rods, all of which are great for your bug out bag. Once again, go to www.blackbeardfire.com and utilize code doomsday for 10% off your entire purchase. And and she's sitting there scratching her head. She tells me this story and I'm just like I I don't know. It's it's that generation. I don't know. And I looked at my son after hearing this and I was like, "Where does bread come from? How does bread made?" He's like, oh, well, it's made from wheat, right? And I'm like, flour, dude, flour, flour. And, and you know, you could, you could just look at him and you could see that this is totally escaping him as he's sitting there on his cell phone when he could be looking up the answers to these things, right? right. right. And that's, that's what kills me. You have the power to look these things up right there on this phone 
Listen, I remember being back back in the day when I was young out, a computer was a resource tool for learning and information, right? Yep. Nowadays, if you would have given me a smartphone, like when I was a kid in school, you oh. know how much better my grades would have been? Oh, my Lord. I'd run the world by now. Oh, yeah. I'd have run the world. <laughs> my wife oftentimes says, Jester, that I will be the apocalyptic plantation owner because I'll have people working for me that just want to eat and drink because they don't know how to eat and drink on their own. But I will require work from you. I will require you to do things. Uh, yeah, she said, you're, you're abs- you'll absolutely have an army of people under you that don't know how to eat and drink and do for themselves. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's be my chance to be, be the king of the world, I guess, in my corner of the world because – yeah, I mean, it, I I don't I don't get it. It it scares me. But if you're not prepping and planning, and if you're not doing all these things, you can work for Daddy. Just come on over. Big Daddy's got a job for you. Come on over. I'll take care of you. <laughs> all right. So that's so that's a good you know that's a good point to bring up though because Al, you wouldn't believe. So we have a lot of health problems in this country, right? Yep. And I see a lot of people suck down soda, suck down sweet tea, just they're sucking all the stuff down and their health is declining. And I've literally seen so many people that refuse to touch water, right? Yeah. yeah. My my mother-in-law is like the worst one. She'll just, she'll go dehydrated. Yeah. If there's not soda or, or some sort of tea or whatever, she won't drink it. Like she, she will refuse to drink water. And I, I hear the same thing. Out of a lot of people who don't drink water, they say, oh, well, it's got no flavor. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, and I look at them as you realize water isn't it, you know, you, you don't consume things for pleasure. You consume things because your body needs it. Right. Yeah. For right. health. Yes. For right. Health. Okay. So I'm looking at a lot of these, these people who refuse to drink water and I keep like, I can't help but think, you know, Nobody wants to eat naturally. They they don't want to drink water. Like they're so in tune to the fast food and the sodas and the sweet teas and the chips and the processed shit and the garbage. Like everybody wants that. And they don't want anything that's like natural or grown or from the earth. And I can't help but wonder how are these people gonna be affected when they can't get these things? Because a lot of this, and they won't no one will say this, but a lot of this is a mental addiction, right? Yes, it is. Like, you, you think you need that Mountain Dew. You think you need the Doritos. You think you need the soda pop. You think you need it, right? Yep. In all reality. They're addicted. They're addicted just like cigarettes and alcohol. They're addicted to that. Yes. Yeah, they are. And Physical. And that's, that's, again, so to the self-sustainability side of this, if you're one of those people out there that, that can't live without, you know, Dr. Pepper or can't live without Mountain Dew, you gotta, you gotta get in that mentality of like, you either gotta stock up a shit ton of that stuff in case you can't get it, or you gotta start weaning yourself off that, okay? And I know for me, the big one for me, man, I can tell you right now, Al, it's gonna be coffee. That's to me, that's gonna be the big one. Whenever coffee's gone, I have at least one or two cups of coffee a day. Sometimes I have five or six cup of, cups of coffee a day, but that's like the gonna be the big thing for me when the coffee's gone, right? Yeah. That's going to be my my big big problem, and I'm I've been trying to figure out ways to do things and stock certain things, and I'm looking into ways to do this long term. Best scenario right at this moment is instant coffee, but I'm I'm trying, I'm shooting for that. Right. Want to be a guest on the show? 
Email it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. That's it's doomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. I'm, I'm pretty good at being able to walk away from things, give up things, and do things. But I've been doing this for a long time, Jester. I've started eating smaller meals a couple years ago, get off of things. I weaned myself off, off, off almost every medication that I didn't absolutely need. I've been preparing my body mentally and physically for this for years. But there's a lot of people that are screwed. America takes more medications than almost any country on the planet. There are people who need a pill for everything. What happens when those pills stop? And it's not absolutely, you know, imperative that they live with these pills. I mean, this is not like a diabetic having to have insulin, but they have to have this. I have to have a pill to get me up and a pill to get me down, a pill to go to sleep, a pill to wake up. Yeah, that's going to stop one day, homeboy. And yeah, you're going to be in trouble. Serious trouble. You know, I, I can't stress, stress this enough either. You know, if a lot of people are on these medications because, uh, and I'm just going to come out and say it, they're fat asses. They're out of shape. They don't take care of their yep. bodies. That That's what's, yep. that's why, right? Yep. yep. And I, you know, I've got friends and I see the kind of shape they're in and I'm like, man, I know you could be doing more, man. I know you could be doing better. I know you can. And certain people do better. Certain people don't. Certain people just don't care, Right. right. They'll wait till it gets bad enough. They'll go to the doctor to get it fixed. And, I mean, to me, it's like you could just take your fat ass to the gym and make it better. Or you could go for a walk and you could make it better. You could cut back on the sugar and the carbs and make it better, right? Right. But you don't want to because that requires a little bit of effort. And you think you're going to survive when shit hits the fan. If you can't put effort... uh, this If you can't put effort into going for a two-mile walk a day... Taking 30 minutes out of your day. It takes, what, about 15 minutes to walk a mile, approximately? Uh, yeah, something so, like that. Uh, you can't take 30 minutes out of your day and go get a little bit of exercise, walk two miles, and get a little bit of cardio, and just, you know, do that every day to start feeling better? Like, you, you can't I, do that? I challenge myself to do the hard things. I challenge myself to do the hard things that other people don't. Whatever I can easily do this, I choose the harder path because I'm like, I need to stay in better shape. I work around people that are 20 years younger than me a lot of times. They can't do what I can do. They don't have the ability to do, nor do they have the determination or the will to do it. So that tells me that I'm doing all right. Now, they're in trouble, Jester. They're going to lay down and die. or they're going to try to take all what you've got and unfortunately yeah i'm not going to allow that to happen security is another thing that these folks have no idea about nowadays how to take care of yourself or you know be able to read people how to escalate de-escalate situations the mental part of communications and how to handle situations they don't have to do that either (laughs) you got a bad situation you might know you might have to talk yourself out of it or you may have to power yourself beyond it, depending on what you have to do or what you have to deal with. So they have no clue about that. They, they just they think they need to go to a safe zone. I'm going to go to a safe zone, lock myself in, I'm going to cry, and it'll all be all right. No, it doesn't work like that in the apocalypse, folks. It just doesn't happen. So, uh, Al, I, I'm in total agreement with you. And I just I know a lot of people are going to get upset because we're coming at it with a lot of harsh truths right now. But guess what? facts do not care about your feelings. That's it. I'm nope. sorry. It, that's it. Nope. You know, no, nope. you could nope. take this in a good light and say, you know what? Jester and I are right. 
I need yep. to get my shit together. Or you could sit there and get pissed off at us because we're calling some of you out and you could get mad at us. But that's cool. Get mad. If you're mad, they, it's because we're right. Well, they check your vital signs. They check your temperature, your pulse, how many times you breathe. They don't check your freaking feelings, folks. Yeah, Nobody that's a, gives that's a, a shit about point. your feelings. Okay? <laughs> Nobody cares about your feelings. Okay. Oh, speaking of speaking of feelings, um, I did before we're out of here. I wanted to give somebody a shout out. Al, you remember Unikill from Podbean, yes. or one of our listeners? Yes. yes. Uh, yes. I got a message sent to me uh, la- uh, last month uh, on the thirtieth uh, from Tiff, and I didn't know this. He put it in the Discord. I didn't know this, but he just shipped out to Marine Corps boot camp. Um, right. So Uni, if you're listening, dude, we want to thank you for your service, dude, and. Wish you the best of luck getting yourself through basic, man. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again in different shows uh, whenever you're out of there, man. That's right. That's right. I'd like to say one thing before we get out of here, Jester, because I, I know that we have an audience that we cross over. We all try to support each other. Um, we're going to be doing a little different content with my show in the next little while. We're going to a video format and things like that. And we'll, I'm going to put the information out in just a few days, but we all support each other and i would appreciate if you enjoy the news and the truth to come over and support our, my video channel like you support this one because i want to support everybody and i hope that you know the news thing will go well we're kind of calling it something black flag militia and we're going to get all the it's it's a movement it's not really a show it's a movement and I'll get all the information out in the next few days, but I've had some good response from people already, and I appreciate people making me feel better about it already. We haven't even got lost, and we're already feeling better. So That's good. That's uh, awesome. And, and I'd like to invite you to be, if not the first, one of the first people that we interview on the show because it's going to be prepping and news and, you know, some of this slap you in the face with the facts type, type information. So. You know, I'd like you to be one of the first on there. Hell yeah, I'll be there, man. You just let me know when, and I'll I'll show well, up. There you go. Jake's going to be mad because, see, I'm going to have to invite him later down the road. He's going to be mad. He'd be pissed at me, I guarantee. All right. All right, well, everybody, uh, thank you for listening to the show. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode. And like I said in the very beginning of this episode, if our episodes aren't coming out on the regular platforms that you listen on, research its doomsday podcast on a different one because i guarantee you we're still out there and we're still making episodes this is an emergency action message at approximately 1 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Nora is tracking 15 ICBM nuclear missiles inbound to the following cities. Orlando, Miami, Pittsburgh, Dover, Newark, Richland, Philadelphia, New York City, Baltimore, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, Seattle, Detroit. This is an extremely deadly situation. Stay tuned, the next emergency message will be a presidential address.